This is Kevin. And this is Ron. And this episode of Your Valuable Home is brought to you by Provia. Provia, a faith-based company that makes entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone, and metal roofing, all of incomparable quality. To everyone in our audience across 44 states, countries overseas, thank you for listening week after week and for making Your Valuable Home among the top 10% of all podcasts. We have two big announcements to make. Aha, the first one. Beginning the first Friday in January 2023 and continuing for five Fridays into February 2023, we'll serve up the podcast and YouTube series. That's YouTube as well. It's called The Coolest Neighborhoods in America. Enduring, historically significant architectural style was the determining factor in the neighborhoods we chose to feature. First up, multiple neighborhoods in Philadelphia and surrounding areas that feature to this day prime examples of homes in the mid century modern architectural genre. That podcast and YouTube release Friday, January 6th. Then on Friday, January 13th, we'll interview two longtime residents of Medford Lakes, a resort community of log homes turned year-round Mecca on a series of lakes in the protected Pinelands of New Jersey. And the coolest neighborhoods of America will continue through the first week in February with podcasts and accompanying YouTube videos. This is a first for us. Anybody who's interested in architectural styles and just finding about these communities where the common denominator is a real sense of pride about the community. Then in early February, we'll celebrate our 100th podcast. Can you believe that, Kevin? 100 podcasts, 100 podcasts. I've actually watched you get older doing this project. <laughs> and the beginning of our ninth year in broadcasting and podcasting with tons of ideas for our listeners from Kevin and Ron and frequent contributors to Your Valuable Home. Ideas to help our listeners make affordable home improvements as well as lots of ideas to enhance the value of their communities. Our 100th podcast celebration begins in early February. All about you the listeners of Your Valuable Home. Welcome to Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast for listeners who believe that residential real estate is the way to build wealth. Hi, I'm Kevin Kennedy, a working contractor and host of Your Valuable Home. Your Valuable Home is for homeowners and investors alike who want to acquire and improve real estate based upon educated decisions. And I'm Ron Milk, Your Valuable Home producer and co-host. Our weekly one-hour podcast is not about doing it yourself. It's about hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. And it's not about flipping. It's about buying and holding to build wealth. Homeowners and investors who strive to create wealth and financial freedom with real estate and avoid costly home improvement mistakes. Your valuable home is for you. The Project Replay made redoing our kitchen and bath trouble-free. Your horror stories have kept us from hiring the wrong contractors. The college segments have taught us how to keep toxins out of our home, what to look for in replacement windows, how to borrow sensibly against home equity, and more. College teaches investors like me how to freshen up my rentals without spending a fortune. Their suggestions are great for ROI. It's time for Your Valuable Home. Here we go into another week of the Your Valuable Home podcast. We've got a replay coming up, which is a replay of a replay, right? That is correct. Okay. Yeah, Brian's on the phone right now. We we were with his wife talking on kitchen and bathroom that we're in the process of doing. We just got started, and we're going to talk to Brian about some of the things that he had to do to get prepped up for this kitchen renovation that we're doing, and okay. also the bathroom we filled in. Okay. So it's not a complete removal. It's one of the quick in and out, because we're not taking all the drywall down. We're not doing the flooring. Everything's still there. And we're just doing some of the things that are prepped up for the kitchen. That's what we're doing right now is the demo to get it in. So, Brian, hey, thanks for coming on Your Valuable Home Podcast and talking about what you're going to be going through. First things first, you know, we cleared everything out. We had all of our um, cabinets and appliances, everything on site here um, in our house. We went through, went through and then cleared out all of our cabinets, put everything away. 
we had to kind of make a makeshift kitchen for ourselves here um, in the house. Uh, you know, we've got two small kids, so yeah, that part was a little interesting. Overall, everything uh, has been moving along pretty smoothly. You guys came in, ripped out everything as far as cabinets, the drywall I needed to within a couple of days. We already started putting those items back. Yeah, I tell you, it was nice when you rip it out. We were kind of prepped on what we were going to do, but the only little, I guess, one surprise was the uh, plumbing. It was in the wall. There was a three-inch stack that came down a wall. Instead of them running inside an interior wall, which had a lot of room, yeah, the plumber decided we built Exterior wall? It was on the interior wall. Oh, okay. But there was, get this, there was a closet that was there just for uh, an extra space, like a, a pantry for the closet. Instead of running it back another six inches, which was the double wall, bearing wall, which they had plenty of room to put it in, they decided to cut a little bit short and... And put it in the wall because they didn't feel like running another four inches of piping, which probably would have cost them about three cents back then. Mm. Probably so, had something really urgent to do that day. Yeah, go to the bar probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. But okay. uh, we we addressed it. We've got everything fixed up, and we're prepping up for the next phase. It's going to be uh, We're going to be painting soon. We like to do rough paint, uh, which is get some paint behind uh, the walls there, just in certain areas where we're putting the cabinet. So it makes my job, because I'm usually the finished painter as we're doing the process to make it uh, – more easier on my end when you get to the final painting and that day is going to be starting the cabinets very soon. But one of the things that uh, we always tell homeowners or any of our listeners, if you're going to be getting a, a kitchen, you have brand new flooring or existing kitchen now that the flooring is brand new. We put Rams board down and I tell you, what is it? So Rams board is a hard protective construction paper. So it's not thin, but it's, it's enough that you can walk on it. You're not... Um, so it saves dust. the floors from getting nicked up and that kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Right. And that's yeah. one of the... Brian, do you think that was a great idea for us to do that? No, it, it's been excellent. I mean, you guys came in. That was one of the first things you guys did prior to even starting anything. You put that down, um, covered the floors completely. Um, you know, it's really made cleanup really easy as well. And, you know, that's one of the things I got to say is, you know, for having an ongoing construction project, you guys have kept the house immaculate. You know, everything kept the dust down kept everything contained and, you know, I've done an amazing job. Yeah, thank you. We try. That's one of the things with Dave and I being on site and doing the work. <laughs> I had to say that because Brian's been uh, riding me a little bit because Dave's like the meat and potatoes and I'm like the filling guy. So Dave's doing a lot Dave of work. Dave is definitely meat, meat and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like roast beef and potatoes. Yes, yeah. he is. Today, right now in the studio, you'll hear some banging going on right now because Dave's doing some work there. He's putting the handles... Uh, in some certain areas and just kind of doing some work there, just getting ready for me to do the final paint and some cabinet installs that we're going to be doing next week. So what we are in the process of doing is as we're prepping, uh, we also did some windows. And what we're in the process of doing tomorrow is going to be enlarging a Provia window that we're putting in. We're taking out a small double-hung window and putting a, a new larger window above the sink. And, Ryan, when we talked about that, what was one of the ideas that you decided to go with the, the big awning window over the double-hung window the sink you know we, we wanted you know we had a smaller window in there we wanted some more light to come in there you know we just had to find something that functionally worked too um because the back door that comes off of the kitchen and we need to make sure that the window wasn't going to open or interfere with the door opening or anything like that too but you know we're really looking forward to having a larger window having more light into the kitchen itself being able to see our backyard um, a little bit better and just i think the overall appearance will be a lot better for those who don't know what is an awning window what is describe it so an awning window is just a large picture window that opens up from the bottom. So imagine the bottom operating where the bottom is going to swing out to about four to six inches. Okay. So a casement window would be either left or right opening. Right, right. Start from left to right. An awning window is actually from the bottom where it's going to open. Okay. okay. And a hopper window would be the top. So you can <clears> see them in basements where it's pulling from the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's just to get a little bit of fresh air in. Okay. I mean, a lot of people think yeah. that you need to open a window massively to get a lot of air in it. No, you don't. Right. It, just even an inch opening is going to give you some okay. air. 
So those are some of those things. When you talked about light, one of the things we are increasing is the recessed lighting. And we're putting a lot more. And I think you, uh, you talked about get putting in probably over a dozen just in the the kitchen area, correct? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're going from basically we had, you know, a couple pendant lights over our original island. And then we had four recessed lights throughout the kitchen. So we're going to be increasing the lighting quite a bit, which will be nice compared to where we were at. So uh, we're really looking forward to being able to brighten up the space and, you know, make a lot more functional uh, when, when we're cooking and that type of thing. And part of this kitchen, we're actually extending into the, it, it's kind of a different setup. There's, it's not a dining room per se, but there's another area that's off the kitchen that's kind of a no man's land. We're actually going to be putting something really neat. And we're going to talk about that because uh, we'd like to get you back on when we get these cabinets on next week and get them all installed is the uh, application of a table that we're going to build in between two columns. And then there's a bar on the other side of that, a wall that's going to be a, not so much a wet bar, but a wet bar that looks awesome because there's a lot of wall cabinets, crown molding, mm-hmm. and a few other things that we are, we're adding because there was nothing there, right, Brian? There was probably nothing before yeah. there. I mean, yeah, it was basically dead space, man. It was the original family room uh, when the house was built, and then they built an addition off the back. And, you know, basically we've you know had this empty space that hasn't really had much function Um you know, so we're really looking forward to be able to kind of incorporate that room, pull the kitchen over into there a bit, and uh, actually be able to utilize the space. Yeah, if you do a lot of entertaining, that's a good thing to have there. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're definitely looking forward to it because, it, you know, it really has been wasted space. And pulling in with the, the bar and then the table that's going to extend over there, you know, we have a fireplace in that room as well. So it mm. should uh, should be really nice at the end. Yeah. Yeah, the table's going to be something different. It's something that we've never done something like this before. So Kathy, our designer put something together, which I think is going to be really... So are you building the table or she's... she's it's, it's it's all manufactured going to be custom built. Now it's going to be built out of the cabinet. It's going to incorporate some, I believe, bookshelves in the front. Now are you building it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, all okay. the components are <laughs> supplied by the manufacturer. Okay. So all we did was we put fillers together. There's legs that are already built in. Oh, so it's like a prefab unit. Yep. Oh, gotcha. Yep, same okay. color as the cabinet. Right. So it's okay. going to look like part of the cabinets, but extension off the cabinets to be a table that we're going to incorporate the, the quartzite that we're putting down into this area and it's going to be a really funky design i'm really looking forward to getting yeah, to it we're good. going to actually start in that in a, another day or so that's why brian what i'd like to do is get you back on the air next week to talk about this and uh go a little bit further and uh, see how the kitchen's starting to lay out and uh, if it was exactly what you were thinking of absolutely yeah like i said i'd be glad to come on here and you know you guys have been doing a fantastic job oh thank you yeah thank you i know it's uh, we're, we're looking forward to getting to this final done and wrap so you're going to be ready by christmas yep that's okay. what we're planning on you can invite Santa to sit down and have a drink, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> what are the latest scams and shakedowns? Let's find out with Ron and Kevin. It's the Bad Guy Bulletin. All right, Ron, now it's time for the horror story, but I believe we're going to be doing the Bad Guy Bulletin right oh, now. Oh, yeah, the Bad Guy Bulletin. Uh, a lot of these. Pre-Christmas Bad Guy Bulletin, and the, the activity is really spiking around Christmas time. So we've got a couple people with us on the line right now. Kim, who just had somebody yeah. try to shake her down with a, kind of an interesting kind of thing. And Mike Bannon from Bucks County Consumer Protection Weights and Measures to sort of weigh in, no I, pun intended, no, to weigh in on a couple of these things that we're going to rattle off pre-Christmas so everybody can stay protected over Christmas time. Kim... Thanks for coming on. Welcome welcome back, actually, to Your Valuable Home. Mike, thank you for coming on. Sure. Happy holidays. Happy thank holidays. You. Thank you. Kim, why don't, why don't you run by, run us by the uh, what happened to you just recently? Okay, I sure will. Just recently, uh, 
I was uh, just having a wonderful day and I got this text and the text was from one of my best friends. And this best friend was telling me, I just found out about a wonderful grant program um, and I just applied to it. It's sort of instantaneous. It's wonderful. Um, and um, she was working on different programs, which she does a lot of great things uh, for the community. And she said, and this grant that the government is giving, it, I just got it immediately. It was fantastic. So I said, really? Now, the reason I believed her is because she, within the group of us, there is a person who we work with constantly who does uh, workshops for grant programs. And she's very, very astute. Uh, it's all very legitimate. She teaches you how to do things the right way and has had great success with different people and businesses and community groups and other things that, you know, it made a lot of sense. So I said, well, well I want the information. She sent the information. And so I began to fill out what was required for this based on what I'm trying to do in some community programs. As I'm putting this together, my daughter is sitting in the same room and I said to her, can you help me fill this out? Because uh, I just want to make sure I get this all right. And she looked at it and she said, well, mama, I, I don't know, this is uh, legitimate. I said, of course it is. Yvonne sent this to me. That's my friend's name. Best friend, who I trust dearly. She was in corporate banking for many, many years. She doesn't even get involved in things that don't make sense. So um, as she looked at it, she said, well, mom, let me take a good look at this. She investigated this. It turns out that the portrait of the person who was presenting this to my friend Yvonne was someone from the government. Her picture was there. This was something that she legitimately did. And she said, well, it may look like this is sound, but let me investigate a little further. As it turned out, and at the same time, I began to text my friend about this. Now, I was contacted through Facebook by my friend to do this. I normally, we usually don't communicate that way. I just communicated back to her through a text. She told me, Kim, I can't text you back right now because I'm about to speak. She was on a podium speaking somewhere at a conference. And so I, I was confused that she wouldn't return my text. And why would you respond that way when we had been texting back and forth? It hit me. And my daughter said, Mom, don't put your information in there. This is a scam. I said, but how could that be? So I texted my friend and she said, don't do it. <laughs> And that's how I found that it was indeed a scam. Everything about it appeared to be very, very legitimate, but it was a scam and it was soundly done. How in the world would she know my best friend's name? She just, she got information about me and my friend and she proceeded to give me this fictitious information that I was just about to be scammed with. So that's my story. Mike, what do you have to say about that? Wow, that's some story. I've kind of heard the, the same thing before, but I have to first say, Kim, uh, thank gosh for our kids and our da your daughter uh, who slowed down the program. But one of the things I always say is bounce it off of somebody else. Um, and I, I, my, I bounce it off my kids. They're technically ahead of me, so that helps. So that worked out pretty well. Um, but yeah. what you're talking about is the very common imposter scam. Uh, and we know that, that, that many times people's Facebook password gets compromised. The oh. bad guys, the scam artists, get into Facebook 
and then mm-hmm. send out messages to all the friends in Facebook. So if they got into my and I was friends with somebody, it would send them a message that looked like it was from me. Uh, so the first thing that comes to mind with this scam is your friend should change their password on Facebook right away. Um, okay. It's the first thing and people should often change their passwords. I, I can't say that enough. Um, but I think that's what happened here. It wasn't, it was somebody got into their car account or somebody's account could have been somebody got into somebody else's account who got into your friend's account. Um, and it mm-hmm. kind of spreads like a virus, unfortunately. Oh my. Oh, wow. it's good. No, but you're, it's also, you're fortunate sorry, that, that, that your daughter picked up on it. Wow. Yes. Thank God. She's more savvy than I am. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All and right. that's usually the best way to go is to bounce it off of somebody else. These dastardly scam artists will do anything, but the Facebook grant scam, and it's also saying there's free grants available, government grants also entices people in. So it's kind of a combination of things going on there. But you did great. You did good by thwarting it. Mm, thank you. Thank just, you. Just, and thank you for just making me aware that it's a common thing. Of course, to thank you for coming on the radio and talking about it, because more people need to understand that these things happen uh, sometimes. And I, I bet a lot of folks, listeners out there have received similar emails or messages through Facebook uh, from friends that were imposters. My yeah. gosh. Well, you guys were just My talking gosh. about this. It, it, here's how bad it is with me. I, I had that. I just showed Ron the picture. One of a friend who I haven't talked to in a while, and he knows to just call me. Uh, put it through the messenger. Kim, did yours go through the messenger? Because this says here, it says, uh, came from them on December 5th. Hey, look at this old picture that I just found. Then you got to go to uh, the website, click. But then it forces, it said to enter your password from Facebook to do this. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I never got around to it. But is that what's happened to you? Because it just happened to me recently. Wow. I, I, I haven't, I'm not sure. But um, perhaps... Well, I'm going to say there's, that way. there's all sorts of variations that this could have happened. There's multiple ways that scam artists are able to get, to get into Facebook and the, the other pages, too. So it could have happened a couple of different ways that I can think of. But it's definitely mm-hmm. taking advantage of our relationships on social media. So this scam is very successful out there. Wow. Wow. So people actually go for You know what? That scam, that particular scam, you almost want to believe it's true. You know? You want to believe it's true. And and it suckers you in. You're right, Ron. I really believe this one because this person would never do anything um, that wasn't legitimate. And it happened to be a great friend of mine. So that even scares me more. That because I be, this was my friend, she wouldn't introduce me to anything that wasn't legitimate. So uh, the fact that that person went into my personal, uh, approached me personally that way, is another reason that the red flag is just kind of, for lack of a better word, freaks me out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> really. It should freak you out, the red flag on there. It's too bad it happened. You guys did good by catching it. The other thing that happens uh, when Facebook gets infiltrated, meaning the bad guys get into somebody else's account, you may get invited to be friends again with somebody you're already friends with on Facebook. And that's Mm -hmm. usually the imposter. So if there's somebody that's saying, be my friend on Facebook, 
you think they're already a friend on Facebook, they've probably been uh, a scam themselves and infiltrated themselves. So wow. you need to wow. be careful of that. Wow. Wow. Thank you for that. Because I've right. noticed maybe about three friends I've already have recently I've seen their portraits saying, uh, please friend me. And I'm saying, well, we're already friends. Right. You are right. Oh my gosh. Well, there is there is definitely a downside to social media, right? We've seen that, we've heard yeah. it, we've all experienced it one way or the other, and that this is the downside. I've got three, believe it or not, three that are almost laughable. You've got I'll, a plethora of them. You never I, stop. I don't know what it is about me, but they, they target me all the time. I don't know what the heck going on here, but I'm going to read these to you. This one I got about a half hour ago while we're recording. It is from who else but Lonnie Tonsil, and there's a receipt, official-looking receipt number on it, a PayPal logo. And Lonnie goes on to say, hello, customer. You've sent payment of $588 to Crow Cheesack and Company LLC. Doesn't say what for with PayPal. I don't even have a PayPal account. Mike, what do you have to say about this? Yeah, it's a total phishing scam, obviously. They're hoping that they hit somebody that may think it's real and have you log in and then ultimately steal your personal information, your credit card, wherever it may go. So uh, definitely you seen a rise in the text scans. Now, if you get a text message like that, we, we tell folks they should forward it to the Federal Trade Commission, which is really easy. It's just if you forward it to, on your text message to 7726 for a text message, uh, it'll get reported into the database and you'll be helping other people not get that scam message. And that puts you through the uh, FTC? Yes, FTC. You should forward it to 7726. It's really easy to do. If you get a text message, forward it to 7726. They eventually, if enough reports come in, they'll still find a way to shut it down. And unfortunately, the scam artists will come up with a new clever way to do it. But it's kind of like whack-a-mole, but they'll shut them down. Unbelievable. They're okay. at that. Well, and on this one, they, they conveniently leave a, uh, a customer support number, an 888 number, which you absolutely don't want to call. Oh, my goodness. Here's another one. This one is from, believe it or not, Anki Omatoso. Anki says, this is a subject, do not allow your subscription to expire. My membership number 560 JPEG was an attachment. Do you I want to click on that attachment? Mike. <laughs> Never. If you don't know who it's from, don't <laughs> click it, don't follow it, don't, don't. don't oh, my it. gosh. Un wow. Unreal. And that's that's one that, uh, that came to me, email. Could I Could I text about this? Maybe copy it and text to the FTC. You could forward it to the Federal Trade Commission. That one too. So, okay. but I don't. I can't recall the e forwarding thing off the top of my head. But I'll get it at the next show. Okay. Yeah, we'll oh, put that up in the next show. This is like the um, scam hall of fame here this morning. It's not a one I got again. Why are these people picking on me, Kevin? <laughs> I'm telling them to. <laughs> All right, here nice you go. Guy. <laughs> here you go. This is somebody who is absolutely delighted to inform me about a new payment reduction program available for my, my private residence, which I will not tell anybody over the air. No. Right? Okay. Oh my gosh. They go on to say, they go on to say, it's from Elizabeth. Elizabeth, there's no email in this. It's just Elizabeth. I don't know how they accomplished that. But she goes on to say, according to our records, your property may qualify for a payment reduction program providing savings on your monthly payments. Okay? And then they go on to, all I have to do is confirm my eligibility on this one. Yeah. There's a button so security number driver's license my number. eligibility mike what do you have to say oh. about this one 
<laughs> Another pure scam that's coming your way. Your your lucky day where you've gotten a lot of those text messages coming through uh, or emails happening. They they're just relentless, but they're clever and they just keep bombarding folks. The the main thing here is if you don't know who it's from, uh, don't don't follow it. Delete it. Get rid of it. If you're not sure who the person is, but if you think it's from somebody you might know uh, and you're concerned with that, verify some other way. Don't follow the link. Don't call the phone number they give you. Go to uh, look it up online and go to another source to confirm what your fear is. Okay, and here's my last one Last one for this bad guy bulletin. Mike, I've sent you, uh, probably twice already, got another e- email from the Geek Squad here, right? And I, my subscription with Geek Squad will renew today at $417. It's about to be oh. debited from your account. By today, the debited amount will be reflected within the next 24 hours. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Nobody, nobody... And, and there's a Best Buy logo on this, too. Best Buy and Geek Squad logo. Nobody in Best Buy would make the, keep their job with the spelling in this thing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a, my oh my, my best advice to the scammers is, you know, learn how to spell and go back to basic grammar. I don't have a Geek Squad account. I don't have a Best Buy account. So I don't know how this person hoped to break through with me. I, how does that happen, Mike? What? It's one of... It's a very successful scam. The, the Geek Squad uh, scan letter that they send that has a couple of different variations. It's renew uh, your subscription or we've detected a problem. I got to tell you, that scam works well when it gets to older folks. And I say that respectfully. I'm an older folk guy. Uh, but mm-hmm. when it comes through for people that are not so good on computers and a lot of folks do use Geek Squad uh, on there. So that's a successful scam. People are always concerned about how they do in their computer and what we were talking about it today. Uh, so it kind of capitalizes on your fear of computer internet and you need security, but it also puts pressure on you to, to get your personal information and have you send money. So it works on a number of fronts. That's very successful scam. So what are, what are, the, what are the themes here? One is they offer me hope. I could qualify for a, uh, a grant. And another one is fear. I don't want to get hacked. I want to have my, uh, you know, I want the Geek Squad to be on, on, on call for me when I need them, right? It's right? only going to cost me $417 to do that. That's a lot of money. <laughs> well, like here, you know, I got one that I, I want to just bring up to you. said, because I don't order anything over the Internet. It says, hey, your package has been, on, been put on hold because the street number is missing for the, from the package. Please check and submit the correct address. And then it was a, yes. a oh, website. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll get around to that. And I never order anything online, ever. I don't, it's something I refuse to do. Plus, I don't even really text anybody. Did it have a name in it? They're, the names are usually laughable. Uh, no, this just says uh, D-E-T-W something. Uh, I, I, I'm not clicking on it, so I, I just figured I'd throw that out there. But I, I don't, there's nothing I ordered. I haven't ordered anything at all. Well, you know, my guess is that because it's holiday time, these people are going to be really active because people are ordering online, you know? And you say, oh my goodness yes, gracious. Yes. Aunt, Aunt May isn't going to get her scarf for Christmas, so I better respond to this thing, right? Yeah, so I'm staying, I stay away from it anyway. But yeah, that's something I just wanted to bring to you. But yeah, we don't go on that. But I, I do find that I said to Ron right before we got on the air. It's amazing because I never get it and I've never gotten it in years. I probably get a plethora of them like you are right now. So oh. I, I'm building them up as we speak for the next bad guy bulletin so our listeners <laughs> can understand how bad it is. I've been getting f- emails exactly like you guys have been. <laughs> 
how bad these are trying to scam. And I don't, I don't respond to them because I already know that it's, it's fraud. But it's just educating our listeners to understand that if you do get this, please do not click on that contact. I mean, look, send it to you, Mike, right? You can verify some of these yourself, right, for the local ones? Sure, absolutely. But definitely don't respond. I would delete it. I'd forward it. I'd send it to one of the places we talked about. But don't respond. Well, hopefully this can help a lot of people out there. We have listeners across the country, and I'm sure this stuff is going on ad nauseum around the country right now because it is that kind of time of the year where people, yeah, your guard's going to be down, I think, right? That's correct. We're getting tons of complaints about delivery scams. Your package has not made it. You need the address. So that's, that's really the prevalent thing this holiday season. Yeah, well, also, we also need to, to know wow. if, if you'll be home between the hours of X and Y on Tuesday, right? <laughs> Oh, boy. Never ceases to amaze. Hopefully, we're going to keep some people scam-free during the holiday season with what we just put out. Kim, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Oh, you're welcome. The information was so informative, and I did write down that. It was, was, uh, you said, the numbers, the FTC at 7726, text that. Yep. That is correct. Great. Thank you so much, because... Also, I get a lot of those things that say, click here. Oh, <laughs> that was very important. Thank you. Don't click. If you get a, if you get an email from Lonnie don't Tonsil, click. don't answer it. <laughs> I won't. Nice run. <laughs> Mike, thank you. Th- thank you for, sh- for your expertise, and, and, and everybody have a happy holiday season. My pleasure, guys. Happy holidays. Thanks for spreading the word. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just want everybody to know, our listeners to know, too, that the next edition of the Bad Guy Bulletin will happen the third week in January, 2023. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's not going to slow down. Got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Kev, is it hard for clients planning large exterior projects to visualize how the colors and textures work together? It used to be, especially when they mix products from different manufacturers. Provia's new website and broad selection of exterior products make my job easy. Clients' faces light up as they choose all the products needed to give their home's exterior a now look with Provia's product line and their amazing new website. We use their visualizer right from my laptop. Hey, the site is amazing. Provia makes color selection a breeze. The website has eight suggested exterior color schemes that can be applied to Provia products, or customers can choose shades from any palette to suit their own tastes. The Design Center tab must be a great tool for you in visualizing how all Provia products work in harmony based on window and door configuration, siding, stone, and metal roofing color and style. It's brilliant. You can see how Provia products work together on a sample home or a photo of a client's own home. Then you save the work with the My Portfolio tab. The site even lets me take exterior measurements. The new Provia.com and an expansive line of exterior products deliver on Provia's mission, which is to serve by caring for details in ways others won't. For updating home exteriors, our listeners should go to Provia.com slash YVH first and visualize the possibilities. All right, Ron, it is time for the featured segment. I, I believe we've got a returning guest coming we, on. We've got a ret- uh, great returning guest. He's doing great things. Uh, his name is Dan George, CEO of Escape Tiny Homes. Uh, he joins us in uh, Your Valuable Home in June and July of, ni- of Twice, 2021, yeah. okay, to tell the fascinating story of the homes his Wisconsin company creates. An escape home is very, very affordable and can be used as a vacation home, a guest house, an Airbnb. Great concept. Well, Dan is back with big news. Dan, welcome back to Your Valuable Home. How are you? Good. And you? Getting older. Thanks for asking. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Before we get into the big news about escape homes, can you give us a brief overview of the escape homes concept for the you know people 
who haven't, who just joined our audience or haven't heard uh, your shows before? Well, there's the, the homes are technically RVs by law. And uh, the reason for that is that the laws and codes, et cetera, simply haven't caught up to where we're at. So when you develop a new product that's uh, kind of outside of the box, it, it's always a challenge uh, with regulators to try to figure out, okay, you've got this new product, everybody wants it, but what is it? And so technically our units are defined as an RV, certified as an RV, they're inspected as an RV, and they're licensed as an RV. Now, obviously our product is much different than a, a standard RV. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the units are built, our background, as we talked about last time, was in uh, high-end small homes. And all we did was take that concept and basically put it on wheels so that people could have one anywhere. So the reaction, yes, was overwhelming. And uh, especially since COVID, it has gotten more overwhelming. It's a bottomless well of customers and people who clearly see that you can basically have a small home for relative to what the real estate market is now. And of course it's getting a little softer, but uh, especially in places like Florida where real estate values in effect doubled, it priced people out. California has been priced out for a long time, which is why they have such a serious crisis out there. And that's one of our biggest markets also, because the local governments out there figured out, hey, we better do something. And the something is that you can have an instant house uh, with a company like ours uh, that's literally just plug and play and solve part of that crisis. Yeah, it's a great concept. You also place people in escape home vacation rentals too, can't you? We talked about that the last time you were on. Yeah, I mean, obviously people figure out right away, hey, ADUs, uh, Airbnb, this is the perfect and fast solution. So we have a lot of people who are using them for Airbnb, some people using for ADUs, uh, and uh, quite frankly, they're doing extremely well. <laughs> so... And for people who have resorts or want to set up a instant resort, it is a instant resort. And you have a product that is on a very high level, uh, which means you obviously get a premium for it, which obviously means you make a lot of money. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Kevin had one of his golf buddies on uh, talking about he wanted to put, he put this extra lot and he wanted to put a bed and breakfast on. Right. So we suggested, we suggested your, right. your escape homes and just put a couple of them out there and he's, he's in business. Yeah, we have a lot of these in the Hudson Valley, up and down the valley, and that's what a lot of people are using them for. Let's call it a B&B &B or just a standalone, or in the case of a, a few of our customers, they actually have a what we would call a small village of units. Well, when we spoke in 2021, too, you directed us to a couple of escape home clusters, or I call them mini villages in Wisconsin and Tampa. The one in Tampa really uh -huh. is very cool. Have you uh -huh. expanded or added new models to either of these properties? I believe you had a larger unit with a mid-century modern design uh, that you put into yes. Tampa, right? Is that is that? Did yeah, that that's going. That that's happening right now. Okay, we're we're expanding around what was the original village. So we have property around. We've already expanded somewhat, but mostly with brick and mortar and a few smaller units. Now we're putting in quite a few. Uh, as you noted, a, a unit which was called Neutra, uh, the N1 unit, 
which yeah. is a uh, yeah very mid-century uh, type unit, uh, but it's going to be a whole mix of units. Uh, so that will probably continue to expand for a while. The demand is, fortunately or unfortunately, way beyond what we can supply in terms of um, Tampa, uh, just in terms of the number of people interested versus the number of units that we are putting in. And and in that market, I'm sure you're probably aware, Tampa, Sarasota, et cetera, the, the price increase there has been astronomical yeah, over the phenomenal. last 12 to 18 months. Did you get any damage in Tampa? I don't think so. I don't think the hurricane went that far up, did it? Yeah, we had, did we have damage? No, we didn't have damage. Did it blow pretty good? It did. The hurricane hit just south of Sarasota down more, especially, obviously, Fort Myers, Captiva, oh, yeah. Sanibel, which is really unbelievable. We have uh, a lot of people we know down there and suppliers, and uh, it was, we had a few units in that area, as a matter of fact, that took a direct took direct hits. And that's one of the questions we get asked a lot, which is what happens if, you know, hurricane is coming and one of these takes a direct hit, what happens? And uh, I'm trying to think how many units we had in the Fort Myers, Naples area. I can think off the top of my head of a few, neither of which were damaged at all. Well, in reality, if the wheels are still on them and you got a hurricane coming, you've got enough time. Couldn't you just move it? Sure. Yeah. Just don't the, the reality is the reality is that that with the with the people we have for customers, their houses, cars, etc., were destroyed, but the unit wasn't. So they live in the unit while they're rebuilding the house. So so it worked out well. Yeah, that that was a lifesaver. So what yeah. is you have some big news? What is the big news? <laughs> There, there's always more big news. <laughs> the, the the big change that, that we have seen over the last, uh, well, nine months or so was we, we came out with a line specifically that was an EV. In other words, a, a fully electric vehicle. Now, people who are customers ours kind of quickly figured it out. Well, you always will. You could always configure these units all electric. But what we did is we redesigned a few units and made them specifically all electric. So uh, in particular, a unit called the E1, uh, which is a which is just a variation of our one unit, that unit has, we've never seen anything like it in terms of sales, et cetera. And it's literally plug and play. You know, most RVs um, use LP for something, these obviously don't have any gas. They're just, you literally just plug it in. Um, and it's, um, it's remarkable what's happening. It's still happening, uh, where we put them on the website for sale and many times they sell instantaneously. So it's been a challenge from a production standpoint because we're building them constantly, uh, just to keep up with demand. And we have a few other units too. We have a little, what's called an eboho go which is a small unit some people wanted something really small it's only 16 feet uh to use as kind of an extra room uh guest room again it can be used as a overnight it can be used for airbnb and it's obviously very affordable yeah i think it's perfect perfect as a guest room you know that if you have a property that will take it yep. uh yep. there's no way you could probably build a guest oh, no. house for <laughs> that money right no oh, no 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 no, I mean it's it's uh, the savings for the customer 
short term, long term uh, is uh, is amazing. I mean, they relative to trying to have a small building built uh, and all of the hassles and costs and oh my god, I might yeah, need one of those is, for my house. This way, my wife she's always yelling at me right now because I'm working so many hours. Maybe you might have to ship one out to my house. It'd be perfect, 16 square feet. Just get away. I'd be in the doghouse. We'll call it the doghouse. No, it's not 16 square feet. That would be a very, very small house. No, the 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 one bedroom. When I get put in the doghouse, I got to go downstairs on the couch and uh, sleep. So, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, the smallest the smallest unit we have, like the Boho Go, is about 120 square feet. It has a uh, it has a full bathroom in it. It has a uh, queen size bed. It has a workspace. It has a sink and a and a you can have an induction cooktop and a fridge and et cetera, et cetera. So it really is uh, very efficient uh, uh, as a as a guest house as a as a even an Airbnb whatever. It's a uh, it really does a lot of great things in a very small package. There's your solution, Kev. Yeah, I'm going. I was thinking about how is this going to work out? You know, Dan, I know we talked about this before when you were on the air. It was really important. It was the marketing campaign. Who comes up with these names for these units? <laughs> Our listeners say, when you were on the last time, they. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, uh, primarily, you can blame me. <laughs> oh, boy. We got to so, have a cocktail one of these times. I think they're good names, they're, they're memorable when, when names. We, when we when we came in up with units, the the unit was not just coming up with a name that we thought was catchy. What we try to do is capture something in the unit with the style of the unit. For instance, the one unit. It, this was about quiet. We're, we're big fans of uh, Japanese style architecture. The concept of negative space. Uh, the fact that uh, many, if you go online and you just Google a tiny house, okay, you'll see zillions of tiny houses we don't like the concept of rat in a maze we like the concept of open we like the concept of quiet and so uh with the one unit the whole idea was that you're the one who who really makes what the unit is because we've left you a lot of space we put in all the essentials everything you need but i'm a large individual and if I'm not comfortable in a unit, I don't care which one it is, we're not building it. So it's got to feel open. It has to feel like space. And everyone has seen rooms in a house or, or architecture where it's like, oh, my God, it's like a jungle. Uh, we're really anti that. So our units will always – and the number one thing people uh, talk about when they go into – it doesn't matter which unit is, it feels so big. Well, that's intentional. That's our, our design ethos. That's what we're going for. Uh, again, I don't care which unit it is. The, the idea is how do we make it feel a lot bigger? And so that's really what we do. So when it comes to a name, what we do is, for instance, Vista. Vista is, is a glass building. Uh, the idea was vistas and the fact that we've always been a, a fan of uh, mid-century uh, like Philip Johnson uh, where the building has as much glass really as possible. So when you're in there, you're in more or less a little glass box. Now that's not for everybody, but 
You can also use Windows in another uh, application, for instance, in the One or the E1 unit, where it's, it's very quiet, but there is a, still a lot of glass. And so you're still bringing that sense of connection to the outside and that sense of space to, to the unit. Uh, so when it comes to names, Neutra, uh, of course, was a, uh, one of my favorite architects. And we, we intentionally tried to pay an homage to him in, in what we do uh, by designing a building that, that we think, if uh, he was still around, which obviously he isn't, he would look at and go, yep, we recognize this and this, this thought process which many times, as, as you guys know, the hardest building to build is the simplest building. And so when they, people look at it, it, it looks very simple in that kind of mid-century way, but it actually is fairly complicated to build. And it has that incredible sense, again, of just openness. You have basically an entire wall that's glass uh, that opens. And then it's the way you do buildings, and that's the way you, you do clever things to... Uh, to make it as functional as possible too. The idea is not just design, you know, design and function have to be one. So you have to have that blend of great design, but it's got to work for people. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I think you really pull that off. You pull off the mid-century feel of them. And uh, if Neutra were still alive, I'm sure he would salute you for that. Oh, thank you. That was a, that was really a, we have certain projects we do that are really labors of love. You know, to be honest with you, we, we're, we're doing so well with our other units. There was no reason we had to do Neutra, do an N1. And then we did what's called an N2, which is just a smaller version of the N1. We didn't do it because of the of what we thought the return would be. We're, we're, we're not very bright, as you guys know. So <laughs> there, are, there are times where we do things because we love beautiful buildings. And so we try to create something that's that we think is is really unique and beautiful are, are we going to build a thousand and neutras no that that's not our raison d'etre but but the but the unit really talks about in 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 its design who and what we are and like i said we just think it's beautiful to be interested in the series we're going to start after the first of the year working on it right now uh, where we're looking at mid-century moderns in um, Palm Springs and in Philadelphia, of all places, believe it or not. One's, wow. The one, in, uh, one of the ones in uh, Philadelphia is a Neutra house. And um, oh. there's an area in Philadelphia, in, uh, Lower and Murray, and it's right outside the city, a, a road, Monk Road, where you have to build, if you build today or you built back then, you had to build a mid-century modern house. It was mandated. Wow. So, yeah, absolutely. So there's some I, nice, nice examples of it in Philadelphia and Palm Springs as well. <clears throat> yeah, oh yeah, I'm familiar with that. I bought a, a mid-century house uh, uh, that was, uh, let's just say, less than uh, pristine in uh, Sarasota, and we spent quite a bit of time rebuilding it. Uh, and, uh, boy, it really came out uh, even better than I thought. But I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, terrazzo floors and window walls and uh, openness and um, yeah we, we're we're kind of mid-century and 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 with a mix of uh, Frank Lloyd Wright uh, design that's where we're at we we don't design buildings just to design a building we go into it with a purpose yep and. Uh, 
some people like A and some people like B and some people like C, and that's that's fine with us. Can you run down the E designs for us in terms of size, occupancy, and cost? Sure. Uh, first of all, we were talking about the E Boho Go. That's the little one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's around thirty-five thousand. The uh, next step up would be the E Vista and the E Vista XL. You're talking about upper forties, lower fifties. Then you get the E1 and the E1 XL. There you're looking at mid sixties and then getting into the eighties. Um, so uh, these are all really affordable. And it's important to note, as I mentioned earlier, because these are licensed RVs, uh, you can easily finance them. And, and that's a very big deal uh, because people can get long-term 15, 20 year financing. And yes, rates have gone up now, not, not crazy, crazy yet, but, uh, and so your, your payments are very reasonable, especially if, again, trying to compare this to normal, uh, construction, or if you have, uh, an Airbnb or something, your return will be way beyond what your, uh, monthly nut would be. Okay. Uh, aren't your e-versions of the homes actually priced below their non-e counterparts? Did I see something like that on the website? On your Some website? of them are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We did that intentionally. Uh, because what we did is we simplified them to some degree. Uh, we were able to, to come up with some cost savings for people. And so, yes, our, for instance, our e-Vista is cheaper than the Vista. Now they're different looking buildings to some degree. Uh, and the, and the uh, e-Boho Go, of course, is our, our cheapest unit, uh, least expensive, I should say. And the E1 starts about at the same price as a one, but it's um, there's there's a lot more going on in it. So if you look at the two, you go, oh yeah, okay, I see that. And so it's a it's a um, uh, it's intentional uh, that uh, the E the E units in particular uh, are priced lower. Okay, all right. Uh, what about standard features and options? <clears throat> Holy moly. Uh, Sky's the limit? There, there's, there's a lot. <laughs> I'm on the website going, yeah, there's, that, that's a 20-minute uh, interview right there on just that alone. It's, uh, you know, we, we're, we, we try to keep it as flexible as possible. And by that, I mean, uh, <clears throat> especially with the E-units, there aren't a lot of options. We're basically putting what you need in there. Uh, so we, we don't want to get it overly complicated. On the other hand, we know that, it's different strokes for different folks. So some people want a very elaborate kitchen. Some people don't. So people can choose that. Uh, so it's important that people have the choice. Okay. And you say you offer solar and electric power options with your standard homes. Exactly. What earns a new series uh, of homes, the E designation? How far have you taken it to give them that designation? Here's the here's the difficulty with solar power. Every place is different. Uh, the, the the solar potential where you're sitting right now versus the solar potential in Phoenix is drastically different. Absolutely. Yep. So you, you've you've got to and and people have to take this into account. What we do a lot of times is tell people, look, we would recommend that you use a local solar provider for multiple reasons. One, they can size it to your spot. Two, you probably will get tax credits that we can't offer you. Okay. There are still 
many tax credits and you could probably get tax credits. And three, if you have a problem or you expand or you want to change it, you have somebody right there. Solar is a very site-specific thing. I mean, even, even in your area, it can vary widely. Number of trees, how open is it? What, you know, how, what's the orientation? Uh, so, yes, can you order, can you get solar? Yes, you can get solar. But it, it, where are you? What are you trying to do? What do you need? Th- those are the questions that matter more. Okay. And uh, let's see. You claim that you can power an e-escape home with an EV, an electric vehicle. How does that work? Wouldn't you run that power down on the electric vehicle? Well, many of the homes, uh, there there are quite a few of our homes that use very little power. You could plug them into a uh, 20-amp standard outlet in your house, and you could power the whole unit easily. Easily. Wow. Uh, you, you, there, there is in our standard, say our standard boho unit. Okay. The, the standard power draw in there is, is minuscule. The lights are all three Watts at 12 volts. So uh, as you guys know, that's, that's nothing. The, the water heater is 12 volt uses almost nothing. The, uh, uh, almost everything that's in there, uh, is not using very much power. So you don't need much power to power these. Now, the more you add on in terms of big electric draws, yeah, you need more power. Mm -hmm. But that's, again, this is a personal thing. How how much, what what exactly are you trying to accomplish? Do you want to use very, very little power? Well, you, you can't use very, very little power and load the thing up with huge power draws. Right, right. So so they are built coming out of the factory to take small power draws. For the most part, yes. Okay. But okay. again, when you say built out of the factory, there are people who are choosing, hey, I, I want everything electric. Okay, I want an induction cooktop. I want an electric oven. I want a lot of that. I don't have to tell you guys, these are big power draws. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you don't but have to, you don't have to go that way. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Our traditional, uh, what we call our traditional units, our typical units. I mean, when we plug them in, we, we, as we're working on them, we plug them in. We plug them into just an outlet, twenty amp outlet. How about that? Hmm? So, yep. if you have if you have an EV and you've got a charging station. In your garage, could you plug it into that charging station? Uh, if you had the right adapter, yeah. The right adapter, okay. All right. Yeah, you can plug it into a, a Ford Lightning. You can plug it into, you know, that it has auxiliary power. A lot of a lot of bigger pickup trucks have auxiliary power in them too. Sure, you can plug them in. We've run them off of our our pickups that we deliver with. So if you had one in, next to your house and you had plugged your car in or your, your uh, truck in every night. You just plug it into the truck and you're ready to go, right? Right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about typical buyer. Typical buyer for the standard versions of escape homes and then for the e-versions. I'm thinking maybe they skew younger for the e-versions. Is that true? Um, it, we, we've always, you know, with any company, you want to identify, okay, who, who, is, my, who is my typical 
uh, customer. You know, it's extremely difficult for us because it is all over the dial. We have gotten to the point where we say our typical customer is one with a pulse. <laughs> so the, 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 I mean, we have a lot of retirees. We have a lot of first time buyers. We have a lot of people, uh, especially with COVID. We have a lot of people socioeconomically all over the dial. I mean, all over the dial. Uh, uh, very, very wealthy people down to, to, uh, our kind of people, working class people. And it's, it's remarkable. And the good part of it is again, because of the way the financing structure works, it's, it's affordable. And that's, you know, there's no reason to do this if it's not affordable. I mean, this is, this is what it's about. It's about affordability. Uh, and it's, I think what you're going to see uh, over the coming, well, not very long, one to three years, is more and more and more communities saying, we got to do something like this. You, people can't afford to live. I mean, young working people I'm talking about, retired people, they, they got to be able to live. And here is something that they not only can live in, they can take it with them because Americans move. So if you could actually take your house with you, Wow. How much easier. Well, yeah. I mean, going to Florida in the wintertime with your house, right? In yeah. Tow, it's not a bad concept. No, no, not at all. Not a bad concept. Well, if you're up the north, one of the suggestions, probably one of your Excel models, you better put a golf simulator in one of these units if you've got a lot of retirees. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I hear you. I, I know you'd sell me right away if you had one of those in there. <laughs> Will you deliver an escape home anywhere in the U.S.? How about Canada, too? Not Canada. Not Canada. Uh, okay. No, you can't. If Canadians can come in and get it, uh, we'll we can deliver to anywhere that it's deliverable. Okay. There are parts of the United States you can't get to. <laughs> so no, we can't. Okay. We can't. We can't get to places that are inaccessible. It's escape homes are delivered on wheels. Are the wheels removable? Can it be made stationary? Sure. You can put it on a pad, I would I would imagine, right? Well, yeah, it's not a steel frame, so but yeah, there are people for practical reasons who remove the tires and, and just you know, they're uh um uh they they don't they don't intend their intent is probably never to move it. So yeah, you can put it on blocks and you can you know, you can skirt it if you wanted to. A lot okay. of people do. Okay. All right. So are escape homes, uh, last question, easily insured? Easily. Okay. All right. So it's 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 a good alternative for people who don't have a lot of money. Could be a good alternative for young people. Yes. Young yes. People? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or and, and it's a good alternative for people who want to make a lot of money. Airbnb. Bingo. Okay. Dan, it's a fascinating discussion. We got it. We have to sit down sometime when you have time and I have time to talk about. Um, talk about uh, mid-century modern and what's going on. Oh, yes. Love that. I love it. It's my top genre in terms of architecture. Hey, Kev, great news on how our listeners can tap into their home equity without taking a loan, making monthly payments, or piling on debt. With Unison, they get up to 17.5% of their home's value to remodel, pay off debt, buy a vacation home, whatever. You have Unison, right? Yep, paid off medical debt. Unison's terms were perfect for me, especially zero monthly payments for up to 30 years. 
Is your monthly payments? How do they make money? When you sell your home, you pay them the original co-investment amount plus a percentage of the change in your home's value up to 30 years later. How do we learn more? Go to unison.com backslash YVH, which stands for Your Valuable Home. Again, that's unison.com backslash YVH. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit unison.com backslash YVH for details. Remember the name Provia, your single source for professional class, entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone and metal roofing, products made with latest technology and honest old-world craftsmanship, the Provia way. That's this week's podcast. Your Valuable Home comes to you every week on the new Pod City Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, and all other popular podcast directories. If you want us to share your home improvement project or horror story, email me at kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. That's kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast that's all about building wealth in residential real estate and hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. 